Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. Good morning, everyone. It's the one and only V, the Gorilla Economist, coming to you live with my main man, El Cuco. And we bring you the news, the views, and all the information important to you. Check us out, roguemoney.net. Follow us on Twitter at the Rogue Money. Rogue Money, DTube, Steam It, podcasting app, everything known to humanity. And I'm just uh, blabbering at the mouth like a fool. <laughs> anyway, we're the, everywhere you'd want us to be. Um, also, check out our sponsors, mycbdedibles.com, mycbdedibles.com, whether you want a delicious java that is infused with cbd isolates then you need to go to mycbdedibles.com mycbdedibles.com those delicious chocolate peanut butter buckeyes those yummy delectable almond pecan coconut truffles i mean the list goes on and on and on the granola bars i mean the doggy treats hell i'll even eat the doggy treats because they're so damn good <laughs> I mean, they're peanut butter based, right? See, it's the doggy treats. Mostly, yeah, peanut butter and oats. Yeah, so very. There you healthy. go. Absolutely. There you go. So I'll I'll eat those as well. Why not? Why not? <laughs> Whatever tickles your fancy. Maybe you're in your bunker. You're tired of all the cat food because you're you you trapped yourself in your bunker because of all the fud. Because you know you listen to people that tell you the market's going to crash tomorrow uh, morning and it's the end of the world. And uh, well, you know, switch up the cat food. Go to mycbdedibles.com, get yourself the doggy treats, and upgrade your life. <laughs> oh, man, I'm terrible. <laughs> I like I'm it, though. Terrible. <laughs> also, check out my crypt- the, the crypto school. My crypto school. The crypto school.io. The crypto school.io. Whether it is for learning about cryptocurrencies with their video education series or learning to trade within the Watches Trade Room, which is right now. Over 400 members and growing exponentially, folks. There's a reason why this gr- the the room and the trade room is an explosive growth, and that has everything to do with the fact that these guys get results. People are paying for their memberships within a day. They're literally paying for months and months of me- memberships within a day or two of trading. Uh, there are people literally that have quit their day jobs, and this is all they do. This is all they do. I mean, it's crazy. We have people who've you know, worked in veterinary medicine, people who worked in regular medicine, people who worked in the oil and gas industry that have lost their jobs or whatnot. And instead of just sitting around uh, thumbing them, you know, th- you know, twiddling their thumbs, they're like, hey, you know what? Uh, they're in the room, they're trading, and they're making money. And get- check it out. So thecryptoschool.io. All the links are in the description box as well. And folks, also check out our liquidation platform, liquidbase.io, liquidbase.io. Are you scared? Are you terrified that if you liquidate your cryptos, you're worried about, um, you know, uh, what's Coinbase and Cracker and Crabby Kraken and all these other idiots uh, reporting on you? Well, you don't have to worry about that anymore. Go to the liquidbase.io, liquidbase.io, and liquidate with liquidbase. Liquidity is the product, liquidbase.io. And with that being said, Siege, what's crackalacking, brother? How are you? Hey, doing great, V. I think I had a little practice run last night at 
preparing for your show tonight on Coast to Coast AM. Yes. For our listeners, we will be simulcasting that like we did the last time. And so make sure to tune in. It is on the front page right now of Coast to Coast AM.com. So check it out. Economic Paradigm with V. And that's going to run this evening or this morning early from 1 a.m. to 3 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm going to have some exciting things to say with uh, George Nuri tonight. Uh, so it's going to be a lot of fun. So keep it locked and loaded here. The simulcast will begin 1 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 11 p.m. Pacific. So get ready to rock and roll with that. Siege, what do you want to talk about, brother? What do you want to talk about, man? Well, I think the <clears throat> last night Trump nominated a new Supreme Court justice and yeah. what was funny was even before he announced anyone you know he could he could have assigned like no Nancy Pelosi and they still would have been outraged and not even understood why they were outraged me <laughs> <laughs> yeah he, <laughs> good point you know he could have nominated Nancy Pelosi and they'd still be in outrage because there, there, there's no right that Trump, Trump could do forget the fact that uh, unemployment rates uh, among minorities like blacks and hispanics are the lowest they've ever been, ever. And uh, all of a sudden, you know what? Uh, Nope, nope, that don't matter. That don't matter. Because the fact that the U.S. has pretty much, is getting its respect back. Uh, Forget the fact that the U.S. is, um, is, you know, the, the deep state is being dealt with. Forget about all those facts. I mean, just, you know, Trump can't do no right in their eyes. He can do no right. And um, he could have he he nominated Hillary Clinton for the Supreme Court justice. And uh, they'd have something to say about it. Speaking of Hillary Clinton, man, did you hear that she is going to be running in 2020? Oh, you know it. You know she's preparing for it. I you know, can't just, wait. People that get that obsessed about a position, everything, they just end up losing their minds about. I love know, it. Having that. Yeah, I love, I love it. it. You know what happened? Because you know, you know, the last few months or so, the retarded progressives, the the the, the regressive, the regressive left. I don't like to call them the progressive left. I would call them the regressive left, and uh, their army of millennials. You know, army of millennials who want they want democratic socialism, CJ, because the one percent is different from the ninety-nine percent who take the three percent and divide it by five percent, and then you have ninety percent who keep all the profits of the one percent. So, um, so it, it, it's it's funny to see these idiots, these liberals, okay, who are out there screaming their heads off and whatnot, thinking they have a voice. They don't understand. They're with the most corrupt political party in, in the entire universe. They think that they've because some uh, little 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 starlet won a predominantly minority area in the Bronx, New York, that that is the future direction of the party. Listen to me, retarded millennials. I'm not talking about the millennials who are red pilled and are awake to the goings on and reality of the world. Nor am I talking about the millennials who are living in Realityville, USA. I am talking about the retarded ones who are basement dwellers, who spend their time playing Fortnite, who spend their time wasting away on their parents' couch in the basement. The ones who 
when they step outside to see the sun, it is very damaging to them because they are pale skinned. No matter what their ethnicity is, they are all very pale. Uh, they are all averse to sunlight. And they all smell like Cheetos. <laughs> I'm talking about those millennials. See, CJ, these millennials have been energized because of uh, this Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and her victory in, uh, in this small little tiny congressional district in New York. They think this is going to be their, their, their blue wave. Their blue wave, right? It's going to be a blue drizzle. These are the ones who think that the Bernie Sanders socialism is something that is going to be spearheaded and, and, and embraced by many Americans everywhere. <laughs> Have I got a rude awakening for you, schmucks? Hillary Clinton will make sure that any sort of grassroots counterculture movement will end in absolute destruction. It will die before it is even born. It will burn on the runway before it even gets a chance to take off. Okay. Hillary Clinton, again, folks, we've been hearing the rumors for months now. It is really starting to shape up and look like that Hillary Rodham Clinton is going to go again as the Democratic nominee for 2020. And there's nobody that's going to stop her, CJ. Who the heck is going to stop her? And, and, and she knows the crazy psycho thinks that she's going to win. Maybe she does, maybe she doesn't. But at the end of the day, this is about refilling the coffers. This is about all the money she's lost in running for the election. This is about all the money she's lost in the Clinton Foundation that has been stopped because of the Trump administration. This is about all the lost uh, you know, children's blood that she is uh, missing in her diet these days. So she's going to go for broke. And I think this, I think if Hillary Clinton runs, that will be the greatest. I mean, that is a gift. That is a, a gift to all of us who are conservatives and libertarians. It is an absolute gift to all of us because we could not ask for a better person to run again, ruining and dashing to pieces the hopes and dreams of all the basement dwellers, CJ. I, I love it. Yeah. I, I hope that really happens. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of signs to to validate that. V, you know, her continuing the entire speaking uh, series, her book, her still her disbelief that she won the election, she won the popular vote. So mentally, she felt that she really won the election. And there's there's certain signs that I kind of look to. So that was one of them. Uh, right. Recently at a Democratic fundraising, she was the keynote speaker. You know, that kind of second validates it. I truly believe the as crazy as, may, as this may sound, I really think uh, Justice uh, Kennedy resignation. He had no really, you know, reason, good reason for resigning. I really think that that was timed. Yeah. And and I really think it was timed in a couple of different areas, primarily because the a Democratic over overall, the party has no really platform to to advocate and that they have nothing on the dock of anything any type of goals anything that was really achieved the past couple of years of the disruption and the sole ability to ignite this entire female vote this rights that th this movement that hey our rights are going to be taking a, taken away 
you know, has has really resonated. So I think that they felt the need because their base was so flat that they needed something. And so I think this Supreme Court justice pick, I think, was 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 part of it was to try to to reignite the, the base that, hey, we need to do something. Something has to happen. So I think that that's part of that continued movement with that. Now, there is a little reason to ca caution with Kavanaugh, uh, Trump's selection, and that's that in previous decisions, Kavanaugh has cited that overall data grabbing um, on mass scale through the CIA is, is not protected under the Fourth Amendment. So we know that staunch uh, conservatives, staunch uh, libertarians like Rand Paul are going to probably have a little bit of an issue. I have an issue with that. I, I, I firmly believe the government should not have a dragnet to capture our, our metadata, everything else, and then turn around and use that with us in surveillance without some type of permission. I think it clearly violates the Fourth Amendment. So I'm concerned about that as well. You know, we think of Russ, Ross Albrecht, you know, our support for him. So there is reason for caution. It'll be it'll be interesting to see Rand Paul's questioning of Kavanaugh through that that uh, through his confirmation hearings. V. Absolutely, my man. Absolutely. One thousand um, percent. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. And I think right now you've seen the left going into meltdown. It's 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 hilarious. I absolutely love it. And here's another thing for the left to go into meltdown. CJ. We have right now Texas landowners get government letters notifying of tactical infrastructure, such as a border wall. The latest indication of the Trump administration may actually build the president's long promised wall at the U.S.-Mexico border. South Texas landowners report receiving letters from the government notifying them their land will be surveyed for tactical infrastructure. State Congressman Henry Kuehler says that over 200 survey requests have been made by the U.S. Customs in Star and Hidalgo, Hidalgo counties alone. Uh, the mayor of the Escobares, a tiny town of just 2,500 residents, which borders Mexico on the Rio Grande River, says locals have received letters from the Army Corps of Engineers and the U.S. Customs and Border Protection a few weeks ago seeking consent to survey the land. This is hot on the heels of, of uh, you know, the crying and the screaming and the gnashing of teeth of, of oh, Oh, the children, the poor children being separated. So this is a, another defeat uh, to the left, my man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just I, I can't understand the mentality around it. You know, part of my uh, my my liberty, my freedom says, hey, you know, you know, as far as borders and but we have already immigration policies in place. I'm not I'm not sure how many times that we have to explain it to these people that. There is a right way uh, to come to a, a country, and there's a wrong way. And these individuals who are placing their kids in, in harm's way are typically not all, typically, but not all, are either you know coyotes or perhaps they have attempted to kidnap children, smuggle them across because they feel safer with kids with them. That th perhaps their their crime, their punishment will be less harsh. Be um, I have a significant amount of family in Mexico that I connect with, and they're there doing their thing. They're there working hard, providing for their families, you know, making a living. Right. They're not there trying to escape. And would they like to come here and visit and, 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 and aspire to be here in America? Absolutely. But I think that question has to be raised. Is it 
why specifically do we not understand that risk of these people? I mean, we hear it all the time, right? That some budget truck or whatever is found with, you know, kids in the back of it and everything else. I mean, it's just, it's just terrible. We have to have something. Every other country does it, right? Try, try sneaking into Mexico and see what happens to you, right? Yeah. You get sent to prison. You get rounded up by the federales, and you are in prison, my man. You are just sitting around, and you're going to be in all sorts of trouble. And that's what people don't understand here. It's like, you know, no other country in the world has open borders like the way we do. There's, there's nobody, you know? Um, it's about time we put Americans first. You see, here's the funny thing, man. When you look at Democrats, right, you look at, you look at the fact that Democrats are all about cheap labor. More so than any other party, okay. More so than any other party, they're so about cheap labor. They've literally lost their crap. They've literally crapped the bed when Lincoln won the presidency on an anti-slavery, on an on an abolitionist platform. They lost their crap, okay. Why? Because they love that cheap labor. And so what is the first thing the Democrats do after having an actor by the name of John Wilkes Booth kill Lincoln? What did he do? What did they do? Well, they took a lot of the um, you know, poor whites that are in the area that felt disenfranchised and and robbed that are in the South, and they created the KKK. Right? That's what they did. That's exactly what they did. They, the, the, the Democrats created the Ku Klux Klan. In fact, some of the greatest Democratic senators, like uh, James Byrd, or former Klansman, Hillary, uh, Hillary, and Bill Clinton's um, Bill Clinton's mentor in Arkansas, who, whose whose name I, I cannot remember at the moment, but they made a a statue towards this guy. He's a former Klansman, Grand Dragon, Grand Wizard, Viziri, whatever the hell his name is, you know, of the of the Ku Klux Klan, whatever that title is. And so you fast forward to today, right? First, it was the black African slaves. Then in the, in the, in the mid-2000s with Obama, he cracked open the border. and We had the, 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 the trains, the train loads of illegals coming in on a daily and monthly basis. We have the influx coming in of, of, of migrants from the South. Love that cheap labor. Love that cheap labor. Love it. The Democrats know that you know these people never amount to much of anything. They know that. They know they're not going to climb the, 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 the social ladders, the economic ladders. They know that. They know it's going to be a permanent slave wage class. Throw them a couple of crumbs off the table. Have them give them all, all sorts of free stuff. And they'll vote for you. They'll vote for you. Universal income. Oh, yeah, here you go. $12,000 a year, universal income. And they'll vote for you. They'll keep you in power. You see, these people are idiots. They're sick. They're sick in the head. And then fast forward to, to, to today, Trump wins the office. Wants to revitalize minority neighborhoods in, in, in black and Hispanic areas. And, and what do the Democrats do? They go out to a whole bunch of blacks and Hispanics who feel disenfranchised. And next, you know, here comes Black Lives Matter. Here comes this matters and that matters. And everybody's hooting and rioting and don't realize what the hell they're being rioting for. Democrats love cheap labor. They love it more than anybody else. There's Republicans, too, that love it. I'm not going to 
give them a free pass here. But overall, the, the, the establishment loves it. And the problem is, folks, cheap labor drives, it, it, it literally crushes and takes away jobs from Americans. It's a big problem. It's a huge problem. I've seen it here in, in New York with a lot of the construction unions where union jobs you know, that, that go for American citizens, American wages are being sold out to companies who are using illegals. It's a big problem. It's a big problem. Why would I pay uh, such and such an American worker 15 to 20 bucks an hour when I can pay this illegal? Five, eight, maybe even 10 bucks an hour. At the most. It's a big problem. So this border wall not only takes care of that issue, it also takes care of the human trafficking issue. It also takes care of the drug issue as well. That's why it's important. That's why it's important, man. Anyway. Uh, what else is uh, on the hot topic? Yeah, and oh, yeah, real quick, I was going to add to that, it, and it'll be really interesting to see, you know, what happens with, you know, kind of Mexico is almost. It, it's weird in terms of their their election uh, that just recently happened. I believe. is it Andres? Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Andres Lopez Abrador, who is the new president, and his background. You know, he it, everyone that was regarding him as kind of like a, a political outsider, but the last 15, 20 years, he was in politics, just not with the two major parties, you know, in Mexico, you know, he, he advocates quite a bit for certain aspects of, of Liberty, but then he also has a certain Maduro type socialist flair. Uh, that's going to be interesting to see what evolves, uh, you know, from that V. So, you know, I think that it's been long said that in order to fix the border problem that you have to fix, you know, Mexico. And we know that the long ties to the drug cartels and the government and how corrupt it is there, that's what fuels that that mass exodus of people, particularly in the southern part of Mexico, who 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 won out. You know, there's been, you know, very little to none revitalizing the the different industries that are available. So it, it'll be interesting to see what happens with their new the new president and see if he can make any type of good reform programs that need to take place, he's promised to help those poverty area in the, in the South. So we'll see as long as, long as it's not free money. Right. Yeah, exactly. Correct. My man, exactly. Correct. It's unreal. Unreal. Anyway, buddy, we got record stage, uh, trade deficits as the trade wars begin. Um, the U.S. merchandise uh, trade deficit with China set a record through May, hitting uh, 152 billion, or is that trillion? This is billion, billion. Yeah, billion. Yeah, this, I was about to say, I was like, this is weird. Okay, yeah, 152 billion dollars for the first uh, five months of 2018, according to the data released by Friday by the Census Bureau. Uh, from January through May, the Census Bureau reports the United States exported 52 billion dollars in goods to China, while importing 200 billion in goods from China. That means the dollar value of the goods the China, the U.S. has bought from China so far this year is 3.87 times greater than the dollar value of the goods that China has brought from the United States. Before this year, the largest merchandise trade deficit with China in the, last, in the first five months of the year was in 2015 when it hit $150 billion in constant May 2018 dollars. Uh, let's see how this thing plays out, folks. I mean, we got the trade war going. It's raging. Uh, I have a feeling... Things will actually work out better. Uh, it's you know, take it for what it's worth. But I have a feeling. 
that this trade war is gonna be all right. The trade war is gonna be all right. I think the challenging thing being, you've said this numerous times, is the fact that, I mean, we, we've got to get back to producing things. Yep. You know, here, here's a country, we've got to revitalize our, our industries. I mean, it's it's amazing to think like, you know, this is merchandise and, and, and retail specifically, but like, look at the past several years at like big merchants. I'm not talking like the little mom and pop shop, you know, those those were pretty much wiped out through the, the Walmart era. And now you have Amazon trying to collapse even more certain industries. And I mean, to think that a like a, a, a long time like Toys R Us that that the next round of kids, my kids won't be able to take their kids into a, a, a Toys R Us kids or Toys R Us like we did be and look at the toys and play with them, you know, completely shut down. And then you have like a company like Sears that has been around, you know, forever. I mean, it's just it's just amazing to watch this happen with with U.S. retailers and. And I think that online is is a, is a certain percentage of it, but um, it, in terms of the cost of goods and things that are associated with it, if we don't get back to manufacturing some of these items in part that go into the bigger machinery, it's going to have a pretty significant impact at the beginning, uh, because even if they're not large scale items that that the tariffs are placed on, we know that American manufacturers rely you know quite a bit on on you know different parts from you know china to help manufacture whatever they're doing so hopefully this will spur that type of moment moment momentum to get us back to producing those goods here here domestically and, and those are the jobs that are going to last you know this this yep. whole service this whole service sector service sector driven economy is just is just not mm-hmm. happening it's, it's lower wages it's 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 high turnover um you know and so it's it's going to be a good thing to get back to the some of those traditional that that made america type industries it's that's been lagging for several years absolutely but man absolutely with that being said uh strange sonic attack cj uh, this is interesting you know I've, I've been tracking this for over a year uh it happened uh you know actually two years now it happened uh, back in 2016 when diplomats in the united states embassy in cuba reported some hearing loss and mild brain damage after hearing unusual and puzzling sounds some of the affected, affected diplomats were recent arrivals to the embassy, which were reopened in, in uh, 2015 as part of Barack Obama's reestablishment of diplomatic relations with Cuba. The Daily Mail reported that one diplomat described being jolted awake in the Havana hotel room by a grinding, blaring cacophony. When he moved a few feet across the room, the noise stopped. When he got back into the bed, the agonizing sound hit him again, as if he told doctors he had walked through some invisible wall cutting straight down the middle of his room. But now the sonic attacks have progressed beyond Cuba. Other embassies have now reported the debilitating conditions of diplomats. The U.S. State Department has remained all but silent on the issue as well, other than to characterize their suspicion as an unknown sonic attacks targeted U.S. diplomats. Diplomats in at least seven cities in four different countries have sought testing for strange symptoms. The victims, uh, the symptoms include hearing loss, dizziness, tinnitus, balance problems, visual difficulties, headaches, fatigue, cognitive issues, and sleeping problems. The latest incident occurred in conjunction with President Trump's recent visit with Kim Jong-un. And as Trump was heading to Singapore for the historic summit with North Korea's leader, a State Department diplomatic security agent who was part of the advance team reported hearing an unusual sound he believed was similar to what was experienced by U.S. diplomats in Cuba and China who later became ill. 
The government employee experienced symptoms from late 2017 until the April of 2018, according to the U.S. State Department. The employee was sent to the United States for further evaluation, and on May 18, 2018, the embassy learned that the clinical findings of this evaluation matched the mild traumatic brain injury. Uh, Jenny Lee, the U.S. Embassy spokesperson in Beijing, told Gizmondo by email, the Chinese government has assured us they're also investigating and taking appropriate measures. And now some strange sounds have been recorded and released to the public. The U.S. government has issued an alert warning Americans traveling to China to seek medical attention if they experience auditory or sensory phenomena, similar to what was reported in Havana. Additionally, the State Department recommended anyone traveling to Cuba should reconsider their plans. You know, this is really interesting. Very, very interesting indeed. And um, I don't know what to make of it, Siege. I really don't know. It's definitely some sort of sound weapon. Yeah, I mean, sound weapon or bad hangover, one of the two. <laughs> All those symptoms that they're mentioning. But there's no doubt that these things, you know, exist. Be, um, yeah. They probably existed for, for years. Um, so whether they're they're testing or they are, you know, purposely doing that. But, um, you know, who knows, right? I mean, right. very interesting. Very interesting, to say the least. And uh, that'll do it for today, man. We covered a quick gambit. Uh, we got Dex coming on at 2 o'clock, and um, cool. that's about it, man. That's about it. So, folks, keep it locked over here. This is V the Grill Economist and my main man, El Cuco himself, CJ. We are over and out, so keep it locked here for Dex. And tonight, 1 a.m. to 3 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. Pacific. Yours truly will be on with George Nori over at Coast to Coast. AM. Show your love and your support for the gorilla as the monetary monkey of mayhem shows up in Coast to Coast. With that being said, we are over and out. Take it away, CJ.